Did you hit it? Yay! Test, test, this is a test. Test, test, this is a test. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan got John, 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 John Hastings. We are talking about wrestling, and we're talking about John's favorite wrestler he only realized after reading the research. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Edge's cooler, older brother. Ooh. Yeah. I think the thing I realized about Test, my name is Dylan Gott, by the way. That is John my Hastings. Name is this John is the Hastings. wrestler review. We, of course, are talking about Test this week. And the thing I realized from this Test research is Test is a lot sadder than I remember. I didn't yeah. know how young he was when he died. It was gotta, very young. Very, here's what I, re- here's what I realized because he's Canadian. And in Canada, Test would have been, Test was in bra- restaurants and bars his whole life where you could just smoke. He looks. We are older than he was when he debuted and died. Mm-hmm. We look better than him. And he. I, I want everyone to know, we are not as in good shape as Test. That Test is, is hot. That is the Pillies, 100%. And he also has that, like... I don't think old it's... guy wrestler body where it's like, oh, you're ripped, but like your skin is saggy and you're just like weather beaten. It looks like he just like well, went what it outside because he okay. was like, I'm not paying for a spray tan. I'm just going to go outside. Here's what I realize about traveling is traveling for a living should be a carcinogen because I two people in my life recently uh, did a bunch of traveling. And they both were like, oh, my God, I think I have the flu. And I was like, no, that's just travel. That's just what you feel like for two days. And they're like, you do this all the time? And I'm like, me and all my friends. Yes, we do. We do. Your body is just beaten up by the road, bro. Yeah, exactly. Gotta get off the road, dog. Yeah. Don't you understand? Don't you fucking... You you, you, comedian? He was 5'11" ripped long hazelnut hair mm. couldn't grow facial hair he became a stand-up comedian all he can do now is grow facial hair <laughs> he's me now yeah his dick dylan's dick was 11 and a half inches around now mm-hmm. 15 inches around it's swollen <laughs> it's swollen up because of all the air in the sky dog exactly and the bees you keep dylan's oh, really yes. into this and thing called a bunch of, yeah stinging <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's into stinging. When he's on an airplane, he goes into the bathroom. He puts his dick and balls in a jar with a bunch of bees. He shakes and he goes, ah, the pain fuels me. Speaking of someone who's fueled by pain, let's talk more about Andrew Martin, a.k.a. Test. Go ahead, Dylan. I've had two smoothies. I'm hopped up. Okay. Here's my favorite. One of my weirdly favorite things about him is his full name is Andrew James Robert Patrick Martin, which is just like someone was like, let's give him every white guy name okay. we possibly can. We know we want to name him after the actor who played the T-1000, but that can't be first name because he will not live <laughs> up to that man. There's going to be a movie coming out in 17 years. Trust me, this Robert Patrick thing is really going to fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you I was in LA on vacation. I went to an acting class. I met one guy there. That actor was named Robert Patrick. He looked me in the eyes and went, I'm going to portray a melting yellow metal uh, silver robot in a James Cameron movie. And I went, that's a guy who fucking points to the fence. I will name my son after you. Not full first name, middle name. And he went, that's fair. Who are you naming the first name? Oh, my friend, Andrew James. Mm-hmm. He once get this, had a one night stand with a lady, Andrew James, Robert Patrick Martin. This is the other thing is that this guy gets into wrestling and it is properly like the 1980s where it's one year. He does three fucking indie shows. Vince Mancizo, 
Tali is? Well, basically, he trains no, with no. the funks. And he does then, two things. He first right. looks tall and has muscles, so already Vince so McMahon is muscles. like, get that man the Intercontinental Champion. Get that man the Intercontinental Champion. years old when he oh. in, which is fucking like, that should be illegal. You shouldn't. That should have been like a thing the Senate was like, oh, and by the way, this WWF thing, you have to be at least 30 to enter it. Otherwise, you will be eaten alive yeah, by yeah, this yeah. muscular carny man. Oh, and also, by the way, guess what? All wrestlers who started wrestling from 93 and before were sterilizing you. Why? <laughs> we met a guy named Bill Dundee, and his son has stories that, let me just say, are Clinton conspiracy theory-esque. His, his first three words were slurs as a baby. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the yeah. way, slurs we had to look up. We did yeah. not know that in the South they call people from Virginia that. Yeah, but just look at rose holes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my this is the other thing about uh test is No, but is hang from, on. He is from Whitby, can, the suburbs of Toronto, yes. Oh, can we but we other cover the thing that why he was in the WWE and considered tough? Is he broke his fucking finger while training, wanted to still do a weekend of shows. He got caught having a broken finger by Terry Funk. Terry Funk's like, I don't want you to be maimed. Dory Funk. Dory Funk, even scarier. The funk that <laughs> the, the funk that they're called they call the traditionalist. Not Terry, who's like, yeah, not I'll the tell guy who's like, ooh, he I'll once tell- voted for conservatives. Yeah, exactly. Not Terry Funk, who once didn't vote for the Republican because he was too drunk fighting a horse. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Uh, Dory saw he had a broken finger. Test taped that finger to the other finger and was like, "That's fine." And Dory's like, "That man's a wrestler, right yeah, there. That's him, a wrestler." That must have been like Dory Funk must have just fucking nutted everywhere when that Dory, happened. D- Dory Funk is quoted as saying, "Now I know what a hard on is after <laughs> I met Andrew Martin." And my wife has never made me feel like that. Uh, oh, you didn't know about Dory Funk does not know what a wife is. <laughs> There's <laughs> yeah, this awesome. Yeah, yeah. They're like that woman that you know. I don't know her. She, you lived with her for 40 years. She has her story. I have mine. <laughs> <laughs> Just a roommate in a long dress. Yeah, exactly. We're in a match. It's a long match. It's one of the longest Texas death matches I've ever been in. She's got one fall. I've got one fall. It's been 17 years. 17 years. Uh so, Tess, do you yeah, think yeah. that Terry Funk actually has dementia, or do you think he's just keeping kayfabe? I'm so sorry. <laughs> does he actually? Does he have dementia? Yeah, he now? does. It's very sad. He literally 100%. like dementia is like, the worst way to go. Yeah, as someone who's had two grandparents go of dementia, here's what I have to say. I have no idea how they knew Terry Funk had dementia because I got to tell you, <laughs> Terry Funk has seemed like both of those grandparents since early EC. I'm gonna just let you know that I am not really here though. Okay, I don't have knees. What Jesus Christ, Terry Funk has dementia. What a thing that you could have seen coming, but it's only <laughs> happening now. Yeah, <laughs> you know what, what a, what a yeah, thing like, that was easily like only now? He's been taking that, chair shots for thirty-five years. That guy was taking chair shots before they had figured out how to protect yourself. Like he literally there wooden chairs. He literally was taking wooden chairs yeah, to the fucking yeah, head. N- never forget this. Terry Funk and Ric Flair invented pile driving through a table. And by that I mean Terry Funk invented it, and Ric Flair just listens to Terry Funk. <laughs> <laughs> Ric Flair trying to have one more match, by the way. That's terrifying. Oh, my God. Die in we, the ring. We, yeah. we, you guys are having a chat episode coming very soon. We're sorry for the delay. It's just I, I don't – we don't have enough time in the day. Dylan is insisting on being a good father. I'm against it. Mm-hmm. I'm against it. But – Dylan, we need to raise a new crop of wrestler review hosts, and Dylan is. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole reason. That's the whole reason. This is the whole reason I'm I'm dating. I've, I I have a girlfriend. Sewing his. We seed. are committed, and do you want to know why we're committed? Because I looked at her in her face and went, "I host a wrestling podcast. 
and I need to make sure that I am replaced. I need to make sure that we, this podcast cannot end. Dylan and I will not let you guys go one week without hearing a white man go, and then he jizzed and got a small package, <laughs> which was his penis. Ah, 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 ah. And then just saying something like, yeah, that old wrestler sh- truly was the, he created a stable called the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, we are creating the first legacy wrestling comedy podcast. I uh, I am uh, divorced, which was a real um, monkey wrench in the plans, but don't worry, I got a new plan. You want to know what that plan is? I'm just jacking off on public toilets, baby. I'm making myself an army. I know. That's I, how it works. Unfortunately, I only use the men's room, so it's got. I'm doing it at concerts where girls go... All right, fine. I'll go into the boy. That's the yeah, creepiest yeah, yeah. thing I've ever said in my entire no, life. Yeah, you're right. It is not the creepiest thing There's I've no ever way. said. There's no way that is even not in even the top close. Two thousand. Yeah, on this program, no. <laughs> Absolutely know, not. Do you want to know who told me that idea of how you want to get a woman pregnant? You just jizz on a toilet seat and wait. Uh, I mean, probably someone in grade six. <laughs> no, it was Tess. Back in. We're back Ooh. in. Yeah, yeah. He Tess told me that at a Motley co- Crew concert where he was the security, which is the greatest way. Debut a wrestler ever. I will say this. This would be like if now, like being like, oh, yeah, a Motley, he's the bouncer for Motley Crew would be like if they debuted someone next week, or like he's the bouncer for Nickelback. Like, yeah. Motley Crew meant nothing. Was to n- me. Motley, Motley Crew was, was unpopular seven years ago. Bear in mind, they did the te- yeah. test debuted, and here's who, how everyone knew Motley Crew. You'd have to go, it's Motley Crew, it's the band who has Tommy Lee in it. You know that guy who fucked oh, Pam Anderson yeah. in that sex? Like, yeah, that guy. You're like, that's who test works. That for. guy. All right. So, oh, wait. That, and you're telling the bouncer me. for that guy with a huge rod. Yeah, yeah. Now, which one of those guys jacks off on toilet seats, but only in men's rooms, in a hope of getting a woman pregnant? And it would be like, test is the one I learned that from. But Tommy Lee is the originator <laughs> of that plan. Okay, great, great, great. I got great, free great. tickets to Motley Crue one time, and Tommy Lee unsuccessfully tried to get a girl to show her tits. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen. He was like, "Whip your tits out," and she was like, "No." I mean, I saw a. And he was like, "I'll whip my dick out," and then he, she was like, "I don't fucking care." <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend made me come to this. I was 14 years old at an ACDC concert, and let me tell you how Brian Johnson got people to take out their tits. He just went, ah. He went, hey, gals, this is the song wave you want to take out your boobies. We'll put it on the big screen. And then they just fucking played. I think whole so much classier because they played a whole lot of Rosie and we saw breasts on a big screen. And I, as a 14 year old, went, where is the men's room? I need to jack (laughs) up on the seat. Or you're just staring (laughs) intensely, like memorizing all these boobos. This is the best song. This is the best song. This is the best song. (laughs) I like that he's because he said if you wanna, whereas Tommy Lee said do it now. I mean, so I that's rem- how that should have worked. I'm remembering him saying if you okay. wanna. There's no Take way it. he did. It was, <laughs> he's it Australian. Was, my friend, it was the summer of 1999. There oh, is absolutely yeah. no way he said if you would like. <laughs> Take out your tits, loves. Uh, Take hey, your tits out. Hey, not men, therefore, as much worse. Show us those things we like. Show us those garbage milks. <laughs> garbage <laughs> milks? Yeah, that's what I call them. I'm from the East of England, but in a bed with a bunch of Australians. I make up my own language. Pee pee call it. So, Test debuts. This is something I want to say. Go ahead. Test is from the suburbs. I'm assuming a lot of the people listening to this show are from the suburbs. 
I just would like to posit the theory that Test may have been the first wrestler to come into wrestling with a vicious pill addiction because there's nothing more suburban Great than point. being addicted to painkillers where it's like, oh, what do these do? I feel nothing. I okay. see what you're saying. It's like a mall that I can take orally. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. You're slightly too early. Test was in the suburbs in the uh, in the 80s and the nine in the 70s no, and 80s. 90s. No, it would have been the 90s because he was 22 when he started professional. Oh wrestling. my god. 22 is also the fact that Test already was jacked. There's nothing that goes better with being fucking uh, yeah, swole there's, as dog there's nothing shit. That, yeah, that guy Roids, this guy worked at, this guy worked killers, out this guy, worked, this guy worked in a, out in a garage. Yes. He got handed pills by a guy who is definitely from a Mediterranean country. It being suburban Toronto, there's really no way of telling which one. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also, like, um, it was a sure guy like, oh, I'm addicted to that thing that lets me get good sleep so I can recover. And they were workouts. like, and they were like, yeah, 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 you're supposed to be addicted to sleep. And they were like, wait, what? <laughs> you're He's supposed like, to be so asleep that it looks like you're dead. That's how you sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you recover. Everyone knows that. John was fuzzed out. Now he's fuzzed in. Yo. John, and then fucking, he starts fucking um, right That's there, really buddy. Uh, then, <laughs> you fucking got me, bro. Yeah, you got extra teed, buddy. G-O-T-T-T-T. So he starts wrestling. Here are the people he wrestles with, though. He starts wrestling with. It is pretty insane. Um, his debut, by the way. Can we just quickly run through his debut? Molly Crew is playing. Test is dressed like Gangrel. No, he fights. Can't. Yeah, he is. He dress. He has like a big, like long, flowy shirt. I recall. Yeah, well, that's just how people dress back then. Continue. Thank you for losing. You say Gangrel. I say like he's in Blade. Yeah, like Gangrel. <laughs> like in that scene where Donald Logue's getting sucked off in Blade. Exactly, and they played the best song ever. How about that scene? How about vampires getting sucked off? Uh, do we really have to have this scene? Yes. Also, yes, we fucking say, do. Can I just say how much the '90s action movies make made me thought? When you're getting your dick sucked, you will be wearing all of your clothes, and you just take the chest <laughs> your penis out of the box. Yeah, exactly. Also, something that action movies made me think was a thing was that after you had sex, you immediately the girl immediately put all her clothes back on. Oh was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. no, you saw your you saw you my breasts for procreation only, and once that is over, we will be wearing a lovely silk nightgown. I mean, I every woman you, owns a silk nightgown that she does up while she makes you a drink. A hundred percent. First of all, bathrobes. Name one person who's ever actually worn a bathrobe. Besides, I tried to wear a bathrobe. As did I, I really did. Yeah, I think that's the thing I. where you're like, I'm I'm a young adult. I'm 18. I'm going to wear a bathrobe, and you're like, why don't I just wear like I was fucking. Or... I was 19, and I was like, well, yeah. this is my bathrobe time. I am a I'm a bachelor. I'm a sweet. You know what did a lot for that was the Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski really, really was like helped the bathrobe. Yeah, there, there's a bathrobe movie every 10 years. In the same way, there is always a he's the unpredictable maverick in any wrestling. Ooh. Company and it's usually Sting. Do you understand how unpredictable <laughs> and a, a maverick Sting has? Sting has been an unpredictable maverick for forty years. 
Here's my thing, though. They should have actually just had Maverick, James Garner, in wrestling. I will do that. I'll, oh, my God. I'll try and have surgery to make myself look as much like James Garner as possible, and I'll constantly be winning poker. I've been saying this. I've been watching a bunch of action movies because I have to write a stupid script. And basically, yeah. if you, do you want to be the world? Basically, I figured out what Cody Rhodes' character is. Is Cody Rhodes is a superhero as imagined by who, uh, a dad who really likes Dirty Harry. Yeah, you know, he's... <laughs> He's muscular and he talks and he wears a suit and he's got a wife and he's strong. Like it's just he like, looks exactly like Homelander and the boys. And I imagine Cody Rhodes watching that. And then it's like Homelander is like, uh, yeah, and he's, and he's no, like, you have to kill everyone weaker than you. And Cody Rhodes is like, see like, this fine, guy. Yeah, yeah, he they have it. a weird yeah, way yeah. of showing he's the good guy, but he is the good guy. Yeah. You know that scene where he for no reason just jacks off on New York? That's me. <laughs> yeah, I want to point out all those how people on the plane because uh, they're they can never. He was be right found out. because he, he was right. Children, because yeah, he, right. right. he was right. He was right because he was right. No, this is how crazy the last two years is. the The last season of the boys ended with Homelander stood on the Freedom Tower, jacking off to the New York skyline, and no one was like, "This show's the best" because that is the funniest <laughs> moment. Oh man, really good stuff. There's a lot of. Um, very very good television on to be fair though and one thing i know i know i know about you but i don't really like them except for the one thing where it's like uh the when ricky gervais hosting the emmys and he said if isis had a streaming service we'd be giving them four awards tonight because he just was like amazon prime like all the horrible shit they've done anyway and there was other examples that i'm forgetting and once again even like even comedians fuck up other comedians' jokes because we kind of remember them. You remember the punchline, and then you just work backwards. But then the point no, went all wet. No, but then the start of it is he's got no, his look at me. fucking he's look muddy. At me. It's not a problem. Ricky Gervais is not a comedian. Boom, got him. I got him. I got him. Although, boom, got him. Very good friend of ours, Sean McLaughlin, opens for him, and he's very funny. So if yeah, Ricky, goes- if Ricky Gervais is listening to this, please, I don't. Sean fire like Sean me. McLaughlin and Sean hire doesn't me. Like me. Sean doesn't like me. Sean, yeah. So you know I like it's, about it's good Dylan? that I don't that I don't think you're funny. There's a couple of things I just want to break down. One, there's yeah. no way Ricky Gervais listens to this, and in I no way would he have connected Sean to us until you brought it up. <laughs> I would like it known. <laughs> Dylan God is the reason Sean McLaughlin no longer has that gig. And let me tell you, Sean McLaughlin deserves to be on that show. He does. I think He's very, very good. good. Friends. I think they are. Sean McLaughlin's one of the best comedians. He has one of the best. He had the best joke about how for somehow this is this going to be actually. This isn't just us talking about weird comedy stuff. He honestly didn't watch porn until like four years ago. And then, of course, he's a weirdo. So he looked up a lot of stuff about porn and he found out that like all the porns are filmed in Airbnbs. Yeah, I knew that. I live in Los Angeles. Which is hilarious because it's like then, of course, I'm going to ruin another joke. But then it's like you see like, oh, this is hot stuff. Wait a minute. Is that a picture of my son? (laughs) It just completely (laughs) takes you out of it. Uh, yeah, of course. What's even better about it is that's all in Los Angeles and Miami, and how Miami. I think welcome, la, la. welcome to Miami, um, Will Smith. Uh, it's also why you see so. Yeah, it's his song. It's why you see so many advertisements for "Can you clean an Airbnb?" And some people, many people I know, that's their whole job is clearing Airbnbs. And I could never figure. I was like, I have never heard of this being a profession. That like would warrant this amount of people, and then someone was like, "They film porn in Airbnbs in LA. You have to professionally clean them like every day because if someone eat like you can't be sure that the person in there did not just jizz everywhere." That's sick. It is sick. 
and hot. I would just do ones only where like the man or the lady swallowed, and I do a bunch of them where. <laughs> then, uh, sir, I will not be enjoying it because here's what I I watch porn for: that fat load. I like to compare it. I look at because what I do is I wait until I, I I load, and then I watch their load and I compare the size. I like I photograph my jizz in the in the in the in the mm-hmm. air. And I oh, photograph okay. theirs and then I compare it. Do you want to know else who used to do uh, side by side comparisons was, to get before better? Before you talk about this, before Test. we stop talking about this, can I tell you something? We're gonna have, we talked about this off air, but we're gonna start doing stuff from Patreon just to post more stuff on Patreon. And I have the perfect man that I'm going to do, which is a Patrick Hubert. I don't know his middle name, Hakim, who is not only a devoted pro wrestling fan, but also was fired from Brazzers for being. I would like. I'd like to be a part of this. Actually, I would like to. Whatever. If he's he involved, I want to be involved. Think, can everyone just think about how disgusting this man is? He also had one of the great. He's married now, but he had one of the greatest dates I've ever heard of. Where he this showed up the, in the park. Uh, this is all like, I oh, want to talk. The lady about was like, him. "What was your last job?" And he said, "Oh, I actually used to write for Brazzers." And then she was like, "Oh, I actually have to catch a muffin." And she, he was like, "What?" And then she was gone. Total time of date three minutes. It's amazing. And, and, uh, one of the anyway, nicest guys. By I the got way, fired from Reality Kings because I had a whole thing written out. It's called Ruiners. And what it is, it's like a normal sex, right, with a lady who's really hot. And then and then the guy's about to ejaculate for people like John who like to see the money shot. But then every single time, the guy is flexible enough to suck his own dick. And then at the end, he nuts <laughs> in his own mouth. And he goes, you probably didn't like that, did you? And that's every, And then, but he's like got so much in his mouth, it's like, spilling out like milk yeah like have you ever seen you ever seen a baby burp up all the milk they just had it's like that yeah, compare like, it to a baby yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah well <laughs> compare it to a baby you fucking so it, the it, worst it, thing i've said is about toilet cum and now <laughs> this like and you know now, when babies milk up milk that's what it's like when <laughs> and now that's the worst thing i've said dylan <laughs> <laughs> I've said oh yeah skeeter in the shit yeah, welcome everyone to Hot Ninety Anthony, but absolutely straight. Um. <laughs> <laughs> We're playing the best office rock. Now I'm going to talk about the time I got a turkey baster stuck up my butt on purpose. Yeah, that's right. It was because I wanted to ruin Easter after the break. <laughs> Inflation's uh, too high. I don't buy dildos. <laughs> <laughs> I just freeze turkey basters so they're harder in there. Anyway, coming up next, filter. Um, so, uh, test debuted in, um, after debut. wrestling very briefly, his debut, uh, in the Canadian independent circle. Oh yeah. Um, a year in the Canadian independent circuit with, uh, with, uh, edge Christian Glenn Kolka, who, if anyone remembers, they were good. Of those, of that, like weird Canadian trio, a bunch of Canadians, Glenn Kolka was the dude they thought was like, this guy's the fucking star. Isn't that fucking crazy? It's he was so like a CFL weird. player who was like, basically, he was like draws but Canadian. Yeah, he was draws but Canadian, and now he is, I believe, a radio host. Because he's like, he's a crazy man. Like he's like classic. Like he's shooting off at the hip. He's saying all these crazy things. Wait, wait, oh, you yeah. look up what Glenn Kolka's up to while I yammer on more about this. Oh guy. my God! So he uh, was a co-host um, on the Team Twelve Hundred. I've worked at the same radio station as Glenn Kolka. Whoa. Um, and then was fired after his uh, popular uh, sports talk show called Over the Edge Ooh. was just cut because of ratings and cutbacks. It's Over the Edge. Oh, did you say something super fucked so they fired you? No, no one liked us. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> what it is. 
I like those um, ones where it's like, I'm too fucking edgy. Also, I'm boring people. <laughs> yeah. No one listens because I'm fucking boring. He, we also have worked for her. Please don't hate me, same, Polka. A couple of the same theater companies where he always played a wrestler. Really? And now he's a PT at a gym, according, according to Wikipedia. Personal trainer? That's pretty dope. Lives in the Ottawa area. Glenn Kolka, if you ever want to come to our shows, not invited. I like personal trainers. That way, hey, work it, work out your chest more, or you don't seem that into this. Anyway, just keep on hiring me. I remember I was doing stand-up comedy with another uh, former CFL player in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And for some John reason... John Avery? Uh, was it John Avery? I don't know. The guy Avery who... was the best. He was a football player from the States, and he came up with a new girl to every show. No, that was the guy. That was the one in Toronto, the one in Ottawa. The stand-up. He does stand-up all the time. I can't remember Mark his Hatfield. Name. It's Mark Hatfield. And one of the comedians was like, are you very good at accents, Mark? And he was like, yeah, I'm good at an Irish accent. So he tried to host the show in a terrible Irish accent That's good. without um, without dignifying it. And I asked him as I was going on stage, I was like, hey, why are you doing that accent? And he was like, oh, a comedian said I wouldn't do it for the whole show. And I was like, okay. And then That's I, a man who's secure in his job. Yep. And I was like, yep, this is why show business in Canada is awesome. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's the best and worst thing where it's like, yeah, you can't get that far, but you can't get that low, baby. Once you're there, you're there. Yeah. Anyway. Because, you know, it's literally the There's second show open after COVID. Everyone's wearing masks and covered in plastic booths. What we really want to do right now is experiment. Yeah, that's what we want. <laughs> here's the fucking thing, you dog fucker. So here's. <laughs> that's Mr. Dog fucker to you. Uh, Andrew Martin, a.k.a. We Test, haven't. We had AKA 20 minutes. Favorite. We barely even talked about Andy Marty. And Andy yeah, we're going to talk about him now. We're going to talk about Martin Andrews, uh, the man good. who should have been T-1000 right fucking now. He debuts on Sunday you know night. No, 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 no. Fan- Don't talk okay. about him yet. I'm going to go get more coffee, good. and then we'll take this as a break. Are you really trying to cuck the audience? Because I like this. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We're teasing you like a little whore. Oh, yeah. You're all full of jizz and excitement. Who wants to be my friend? Who wants to We talked about... Me? I just want to everyone, let everyone know. We talked about test for eight seconds in 20 minutes and mostly about brazzers. <laughs> yeah. What? So what is I different? I promised an interview with what a brazzers writer instead of talking... Is, listening to what the is the time. difference? What is the difference between any other episode? Here's the thing that I like about our show <laughs> any other podcast is something I realized is this is what we if you like this show, this is your show. If you do not like this show, you know immediately. This is how I picture someone listening to the show. <laughs> come, 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 come. No, three, four, four, four. This is what they are. Come, 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 come. Finally. <laughs> Finally. As a man who likes to have come on his feet and watch a bit of professional wrestling, this is my show. Uh, look at me right in my fucking face. I do not want come on my feet. I want it on my toes. I want it to be mine most of the time. Sometimes I want to think, that's not my come. I envisioned it in the toes. All right. This is going uh, <laughs> to be a break. I'm going to start doing it. So this is like 26 minutes in. I'm going to start making notes of when we actually start talking about wrestling. In the things, in the description. So 26 minutes in, <laughs> you skipped ahead. You're going to hear a clean 30 minutes on test. All I'm right, not guaranteeing that. I'm not guaranteeing that. We'll see right. what happens. I'm going to go get know. coffee. One sec. Okay. Hey, everybody. Just a quick break. Whoa. To thank you guys for donating to Patreon. If you go into patreon.com backslash wrestler review, we have many, many options, such as brand new untouched episodes. So far, we've recorded episodes about... Chris Benoit, Jimmy Snuka. We took a real, uh, a break from evil people and and talked about one man gang. 
and really fun people like that. That's for five bucks a month. You get access to a whole library of 40, I'm just guessing, 40 extra episodes, including some watch-alongs of Hogan Knows Best. We've done a lot of fun stuff. We're upping our peach. Meow. And uh, thank you so much. 10 bucks gets you access to the video if you want to see what two ugly people look like. Everyone, come over to my place. Sleep with me. 20 and $25 gets you picking which wrestler you want us to review. Thanks so much for listening again. We love you. Lay down on a bed of roses. Yes, I did remove all the thorns. Oh, welcome back. Welcome back. We're going to talk about Tess now. Dylan, mm. he debuts October 25th, 1998 on Sunday Night Heat. Is he the only person to debut on Sunday Night Heat? I believe him and Raven. No, Raven debuted at a pay-per-view. He might be the only one. Um, his first match is on December 14th, 1998, and Martin aligned himself with The Rock, joining the corporation, making him fucking awesome. The corporation does he was not. The bodyguard. Corporation doesn't get the. Here's corporation was dope because it was exactly what he was supposed to be, which was no one was cool. Yeah, they were all dorks in yeah. like they were all dorks in charge of this old man. The Rock was such a good heel. He wore like everyone if, for some reason when he became a babyface, those the, the ludicrous shirts. People were like, "That's actually cool." He wears those, but it was clearly when he was a bad guy. He came yeah. out dressed like an asshole. Like, yeah, it's great. Yeah, those and, shirts. Yeah, were not cool in the nineties. Um, I can't believe that Test's nickname came from him testing the mic, going test, test, test. Where I I thought that they just were like, his name's Test. I don't fucking know. (laughs) This is the thing, is that he gets a push very, very fast, but also he's fucked because he's, much like Chris Jericho, he starts his push with long blonde hair around the time of Triple H, where Triple H is like, no, this is my fucking company. I'm going to do this. This is my thing. You're you're wrong. This is before Triple H is even involved in the push. You have to remember this is this is post Shawn Michael. This is the like the run up to wrestle. This is post WrestleMania. F- no, this is the run up to wrestle. No, Dylan, you little cut. No, he's the bodyguard, and then he starts a relationship with Stephanie McMahon. They wrong. do the. So this yeah, is the no, this the, isn't no, the research. Look at me, you little fucking bitch. I, you're missing you're something. Wrong. You're missing something. Are you missing something? He first joins the union, the best of all. Oh yeah, the union, which is crazy that Vince McMahon would make the union baby faces. No, it's even no, it's even funnier. Um, Mick Foley has talked about this that in his contract he because he owns a bunch of the copyrights he uses in the WWE. So whenever he signs a contract, they have to cut those out as like here's what you still can use. And he's like, every contract I've signed says the following copyrights and things you cannot use. And he's like, the one that makes me laugh every time is the union. Because I had to look up if I was in the union. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny to be like, TNA is like, let's reform the union. We're out of things to reform. Oh, my God. Bear my They couldn't reform the union. Vince McMahon was in the union, which really shows you what (laughs) Vince McMahon thinks the union is. No, what's the man in the union? I thought the union was like Big Show and Mankind and Test. and The union was all the people that kicked out of the corporation. And at that time, Vince McMahon was one of the people kicked out of the corporation because the union splintered mm-hmm. at when it was revealed he was the higher power. He's involved in so many high-profile attitude it's era storylines, but not remember. That all stops. That all stops. Like, Test's whole push stops 
when WCW folds, and before that, when people start jumping from WCW to the yeah, WWE. So basically, what it is is he is a mid Carter looking to be upper mid. We we jumped ahead. Let's get to the Stephanie relationship because, by the way. Shane McMahon is considered an okay wrestler by wrestling fans because of this match. This is the best match ever. I fucking love his match with Shane McMahon. Where Steph, where's, sorry, Test punches him off of a fucking high rise. But we didn't properly explain it. He starts in his bodyguard for Motley Crue, and uh, he does like, they do like a Motley Crue concert. There's a rehearsed, do you know wrestling's fake? What? Um, so he punches a fucking indie wrestler p- fan guy to get him over. Is like, oh, this bodyguard's crazy. He then goes from bodyguard for Motley Crue, where it's like Vince McMahon is like, oh, I'm impressed by him. So he becomes the bodyguard for the corporation, which is a good s- slow in. The problem is that it's the Attitude Era, and they do nine storylines every eight seconds. Test would have had... And the test is inexplicably involved in so many of. But I just think he would have had a way better chance if it was like, yeah, you're going to be a bodyguard. You just started wrestling last year. You're going to be a bodyguard for three years. Yeah. This is the other thing is he comes in at a time where WCW is very much like the tide is turning in their way and they're starting to fucking Yeah, man. There's a fucking Kevin Nash versus Goldberg draws like a 2.8 and test versus Triple H gets like a seven. That's yeah. one of the f- matches that happens, like as a part of the fucking Stephanie sleepy because sleepy the, get fucky because, fucky, but that's fine because it's the nineties. Because the thing is, is test. What no one talks about is test was way over because the he, he the one thing that tested that was awesome is test had some fucking fun ass matches. They were really fun. He was a fun wrestler to watch. He was your classic WWE like new generation talent. He's got a bunch of big power moves, and besides Leather that, their pants. Hello to those baggy leather pants. I just think that, like, man, watching Test, it was like, I remember there was just kind of like he worked as a heel, kind of. Because like, I remember me and my friends actually not liking Test, but then once he became a baby face, it was kind of like, I, I don't yeah, know. He's just like, everyone else had so much more. Think about how was, long Triple H had been a wrestler already. So it's like, this there's is so exactly much more it. professional than this dude who's been wrestling for like nine seconds. And I will give this to Test. His Test was aware of his big problem was he had no political allies and he wasn't that engaging on the mic. So his problem very was at this time was he got mugged by everyone because like even Mick Foley and Mick Foley's New York selling books, he's being made fun of for being wooden in interviews. And like, I know that Mick Foley thinks he's being fun, but what Mick Foley doesn't realize is he's like, Vince is like, Mick makes money. Therefore, Mick is smart. If Mick doesn't like this guy, then they're bad. And then Vince, is, everyone's going to be like, no, he doesn't think they're bad. And he's like, you're right. He thinks yeah, they're bad. And you're no like, playful. There's no playful jokes. It's just like, no, this is a serious criticism and uh, fuck him. Yeah. It's such an odd, odd old situation. So, but this is the thing. I mean, would he have become any better than he was given some more time to be on the indies and like maybe even like signing with WCW yeah just because I think he would have he he gotten in-ring time that didn't really count against his WWF clock yeah I think that this is exactly what he needed is he just needed a bit more time to develop develop whoa me. I, I think we'll get to a part weirdly near the end of his career that I think was his actual big chance but which in um, TNA I completely agree with you. <laughs> yeah, in TNA, finally. No, finally, but, uh, someone yeah. got a chance in TNA. 
The other thing he didn't have that guys who break in and then are very successful immediately, guy like Luger, uh, maybe not Luger, but certainly I would compare him to Psycho Sid, which is Psycho Sid is scary looking. Test is a big guy, but he just looks like a nice big guy. It looks too suburban Toronto. Tess looks like every guy from Whitby, which it makes like sense. Board Ke- he looks like bored Kevin Nash. Yeah, exactly. He looks like Canadian. He looks like Toronto Kevin Nash. Tr- Kevin Nash yeah. is from Detroit. So Kevin Nash is like, I'm seven foot, but still had to learn how to be charming and cool and fun because I lived in Detroit. So it's like, yeah, you're really tall, but I've got eight guns. Well, Kevin t- Nash was also, this is very important, a white basketball player. That's right. He had to learn how to be charming or people were going to... Oh, well, let's put it this way. He's a white basketball player in Detroit. That means the people he grew up with him were like, why are you hanging out with those guys? And they're, I, just mean like, he's, I just mean like he was like, hey, Kevin Nash. Oh, yeah, you're you're not the alpha here. You're one of the worst guys on this team. You stand there and get a rebound and then give it to someone who's good at this. See, the joke I was going to make is that everyone in Michigan just likes football because I always find it weird. Like, it's just Michigan is so associated with football in my head because I grew up in the 90s where everyone inexplicably Michigan wore State and Michigan, Michigan State Wolverines. gear. Yeah. and Well, the Wolverines, uh, there was the Fab Five with uh, – that was basketball. But, yeah, the Wolverines have cool logo and so did Michigan State. Yeah, so that's exactly. So I just assumed it was football because it was always just football where I was. But no, yeah. it's very much uh, Michigan State and Michigan are very much football schools. So I was correct in that assertion where my joke was going. That's fun, Dylan. My joke was good, Dylan. <laughs> that's one. I've gotten one good joke. I honestly don't know if we ever tell jokes on this anymore. <laughs> we just gotta save. We just say upsetting things, and then are like, yeah. Also, the thing that was not helpful for test was all right. So he's a hottie. He had the size, but that's he was something also, that matters here's something in the eighties. Yeah, exactly. He's a hottie, but he's a hottie in the time where the audience uh, hates hotties. Yeah, this is like I know what you're all wondering. You're wondering where did where did all these incels come from? I'll tell you where they came from. They're us. Peacock took over the WWE network, and there isn't as much content to keep them occupied. So they're like. We got a couple hours in the day. Let's form some forums. Let's let's get some political change going, and then we'll watch the first Clash of the Champions because we do <laughs> not believe in sex. And everyone was like, "That's right, let's do it." I'm not saying that every wrestling fan is an incel, but I guarantee every incel can tell me uh, when Billy Jack Haynes' last match was. <laughs> But then the other thing is they really fucked him up because they didn't give him any cool moves. His finishing move was the pump handle slam. Uh, and what was it called? It was a, First of all, it was a pump handle, handle slam into a power bomb because it was the fucking... No, it was a pump uh, handle slam into a power slam, which sucks. What? I thought it was into a, pow, uh, into a power bomb. I don't think it was... So you just no, pump-, pump handle slam into a body slam. And this is like when the first way... I'm going to say like... A change has happened in finishing moves where it's like mostly like you land on your face and then any like safe back bump finisher, you're kind of like, this guy's a fucking loser. Yeah. This is also the thing with now is finishers are very much have really gone the way of sort of the rock bottom where everyone has a unique thing they do. It's not necessarily as impactful. The attitude era was different. Here's how you knew as a finisher. Is the person at risk of dying? That's the guy's (laughs) finishing move. Or the Also, like the moves aren't (laughs) convoluted. Like the pedigree, the stunner, the rock bottom, even the angle slam, these aren't like you pick him up, he fucking versus the pump handle slam where it's like you cannot do that like out of nowhere. There's That's no the way to thing. like do the pump handle slam out of it's just like a super mid card finishing move. The best 
finishing move can be done to Linda McMahon, and she does not need to be a win- willing participant. Yeah, I mean, that, that could be any move. No, but like you, the pump handle slam, it's noticeable if she's not helping in some way, even if yeah. you're just, but like the stunner, she's refu- she's not taking it, and it still looked like a stunner. You know what I mean? Like the Kurt Angle could give her the angle slam in an airport, and she doesn't need to cooperate. Yeah. I think the thing about Test is like he oddly has the chance to become who he should have been later on in his career, but it's just he's been fucking Test so long. And here's no one noticed and he it started was a- getting really good. The other thing is he should have been put with Kurt Angle. He should have been put with someone who needed a bodyguard. I've always He's said this. A heavy. Is, he should have been a heavy for fucking years. He should have been a heavy. And he, you know how fun it would have been if he was Kurt Angle's heavy? He's Kurt's calling him Andrew. Andrew, that's not mm. how we do it. Like, just so fun. that And Kurt's just bullying him. And be, like, it would and like be a big, a, clean cut guy like him, too. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It would have, and it was like, well, Kurt Angle didn't need a heavy. Yeah, that's the funny part. He's like, that's the even funnier part is he's like, he's just here to guard the medals. I'm fine. Like, you know what? I, like, do that's I need really to funny. fucking, do I need to fix everything in wrestling? Here's my, here's the yeah, next thing I would, d- here's the next thing I would do with AEW. Nothing. You're perfect. <laughs> but like, think about like Wardlow. And how, first of all, Wardlow's a test, like as bad as test. I, by the way, Wardlow is the test of now. And this is the time we will be enjoying. And let me say that name again. Wardlow. Who? (laughs) I love Wardlow. I love Wardlow. I think he's great. Um, Do you like Wardlow? Because you love the name Wardlow. The Wardlow is a name that has, is it two syllables? But it just you have to get your mouth around. It's like you have to take fucking vocal lessons to say Wardlow. (laughs) Why why would you go? Why would you throw an L in after that D? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ward isn't the problem. Yeah. It's the low. It's like, it's also if they had, he had something in between the ward and the low. Wardy low. Hello. Hello. Come on, Dylan. Hello. Come on, Dylan. We're having fun now. So, uh, (laughs) You're test passing is the full test. Fucking, he's full fucking uh, bareback right. fucking on Stephanie McMahon in storyline. No, he's not. Triple H fucking <laughs> drugs her, marries Back her. the fuck up. We got to talk about the Shane McMahon feud. We got to talk about all of this. The union wins a match. They can challenge anyone in the corporation to a match. Test mm-hmm. challenges Stephanie to a date. They say they're not dating. Turns out they're dating. He has a full feud with the Mean Street Posse. You were going to gloss over the oh, Mean yeah, Street Posse? The mean Street Posse, yeah. You're going to gloss over the fact that the Attitude Era was so popular, Shane McMahon hired his friends who were not wrestlers to be wrestlers for two years, and so much so they hired a third one. Who was jo- a wrestler. Joey Abs to be a wrestler. Let me tell you. Joey Abs. Oh, fuck it. What were, let me ask you this. What were the names of the Mean Street Posse members? Pete Gass, Rodney, and Joey Abs. Yeah, 100%. I know that, and I don't know my... baby. I don't know my mom's phone number, and I know that. (laughs) But yeah, this is is perfectly what we're talking about. They... Val Venus and Test are really, really, really benefiting from the fact there's no wrestlers around, and then wrestlers come in. See in hell. Booker T comes in, essentially, and all of these guys are null and void even though booker t and test were a tag team in something that i had no idea happened uh just for booker those t you... and test won the tag team titles that's insane to me no it's they even more pushed, they still push test like they were like no we're fucking this guy's good but yeah. it's like he was just pushed so weirdly hard that people fucking hated him and then he but... became good but this is the other thing so he um basically 
according to Brucey Pritch, test and uh, test gets completely buried. This isn't according to Bruce Pritchard, but test gets completely buried shortly after the Stephanie and uh, Triple H test love triangle feud. Basically, Triple H pins him clean with a pedigree in five minutes. And then this was a Triple H special where it's like, he loves Ric Flair, but he also would be like, no, but I also win with my finisher, and then this is done now. And I, you can say a lot of things about Triple H. I cannot say this was the wrong decision. I don't I think can. there's an alternate I reality can. where Test... Okay. Look at me. Here's what it is. is you think Test, test opening Monday Night Raw with a 10-minute promo? Evolution? No. Test? Randy Orton? Batista? I would, I would have <laughs> loved it. There's two ways you do this. One is which is Test has been working with Vince or with Triple H the whole time and was part of the plan, and that and so he's there heavy is the one way you do it. Um, and or the other way you do it is it's an incredibly competitive match. Uh, that Triple it H was is my plan for you to fight you a bunch and then you fucking fuck my wife. And then all it is is that Triple H is the bad guy. This is the main problem with Triple H's reign of terror is Triple H was always the heel, but then would win like he was Hulk Hogan Goldberg. Like yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, there's such an easy way to do that and preserve tests, which is you have Triple H get a bunch of interference and win. He's supposed to be a bad guy. Like, but it's also that thing of this was the time where Trip was Triple H was incredibly insecure because, and this is now forgotten in wrestling and it still pisses me off. No one wanted him to be the champion. No, no one, one enjoyed that time. It wasn't fun. It was the first time when the Attitude Era was boring because literally he became the champion. And the only way you could believe him as champion is they had to take The Rock, Mick Foley, and Stone Cold Steve Austin off vision. Yes, two of them were injured and retired that year, which is doesn't really help my point. But shut the fuck up, Dylan. It's, I fucking hate this beginning of Triple H. It's so unnecessary. It was. It's all it is is his insecurity. And by the way, Triple H ruined ten wrestlers' careers so that he could have this mortal status in the WWE, which is gone. Paul Levesque, you're a cunt. You're a bad person. And I hope you're crying next to that fucking lake in New Hampshire. I hope that he's having a nice time. I do too, in a way, but in another truer way, I do not hope that. <laughs> Um, but it's it's true. What was the whole purpose of all of this? That you don't have your job. Your spot is gone. You're not going to be bigger than Vince McMahon. Andrew Martin died because of you, Paul Lebeck. You <laughs> put the pills in his, his mouth. His death is on your, your head. head. On your crown. You're the king of kings. And that kingdom is of bones, Paul. I Paul, like you, are, you want to know what the new Triple H NXT is? It's him having to reckon with all the souls that wrestle for dominance in his skull. I Go do ahead, like Dylan. that like tri- Chris Jericho comes in, Triple H clearly sees him as a threat because it's a charismatic guy with long blonde hair, even though Triple H clearly think- is more of Vince McMahon's type. Tra- Test, he clearly sees as a, as a threat because he has long blonde hair and he's bigger than him and he has a better look. But then he looks at Val Venus just handing out pamphlets saying that rape should be fine, and then he's like, "I think, I think I'm actually safe. I don't even need to politic again." Yeah, I think, I think that guy's gonna take care of himself actually. And then I he really was like, "Love weed because weed, when you get high, that makes it easier to attack without them knowing." You're like, "Okay, yeah. well, fine. Not even Vince to... will be on board with this." Yeah, let me say this about Sean Morley: I have never seen a guy like two years before he got kicked off of Twitter. When I read one thing about him, I was just like, "Oh, this guy's not lasting long on Twitter." When 
uh, uh, Edge Adam Copeland was like, I lived in the Caribbean for a little bit because I said to Sean Morley, let's be roommates. And he was like, we're moving to the Caribbean. It's good tax incentives. Like, Do you know how annoying it is to fly to the Caribbean every week when you're it. a pro wrestler? And it's like, I Val love Venus, who is on the forefront of when people who smoke weed but are not at all laid back. He's probably he's <laughs> not at yeah. all relaxed. And, they I got smoke weed it. and they're just weirder. <laughs> yeah. And guess who be- very much lives in that world? He co-hosts this fucking who gets podcast. Fucking, who gets fucking high and is like, let's talk tax incentives. This guy right here. I, I got Sean Morley and John Hastings. I understand the impulse of so many people. Are like, let's smoke weed. Because here's the thing with smoking weed is it just makes whatever you're doing a bit more fun. And so you confuse that fun feeling with truth. And it's it's like it's the weirdest thing. So you literally that's how I can see people that smoke a bunch of weed are like conspiracy theories are real. Cause you know, when I read a fact, I feel like that makes sense. And then I read this and that makes sense. And what they're not taking into account is they've had eight sippy peepees off of marijuana cigarettes and are uh, are just feeling fine. And test pinned Sean Morley, I hope. No, yeah. Sean Morley in defiance of God's will is still among us while well, Test Sean well Sean Sean Morley actually shows up to the graveyard and he pins Test every year. <laughs> so we get this is his big his big first feud is with Triple H he loses it. Then we move into I disagree. And people don't see his, this as a his big burst fig feud with Shane McMahon and that goes so True. well. They move him into a feud with Triple H which goes so badly because again, Test is not a political animal. He doesn't understand the business. It's Second year. Yeah. It's essentially the equivalent of you're working at a, the cash. You're the cashier of McDonald's. You look enough like Ronald McDonald. The CEO of McDonald's comes in and is like, you look enough like Ronald McDonald. You're an executive now. And a year into being an executive, like, you don't seem like you know how to do this at all. And he's like, I do not. And then they're like, you're fired for insubordination. Is his push pretty much in line too with like the debut of Goldberg and everything or no that's no afterwards, Go- Goldberg's already gone his his push is in the debut of Triple H becomes a main event star say goodbye to test test is gone like someone's going to cut test's hair and then test is going to be appearing on some TNA weekly pay-per-views <laughs> but we get uh, of course the Shane McMahon feud then the Triple H Triple H cuts his legs out from under him which is like once again not the most egregious Triple H thing we've ever heard of but he gets into it. and this is the thing where you don't really think about it, but Test also is in TNA, the stable TNA, with Albert, which is a great tag team, but then they make Test a babyface again for some reason, even though it's like, yeah, Test big, Albert big. They have one of the one of the best big man finishing moves, which is legit. Albert grabs the other guy's head and throws it at a Test's foot. It's it's Fantastic great. This tag team does not get the credit it deserves because it was also... True. Just they, it was the most debuts. And I don't think people realize like how much TV time they would just give to the new lady who was. Oh my God. They were on TV all the time. Yeah. They like, they were on TV all the time. And it was this weird, this is how they debuted for stress. And they never said it where they're like, check out this new girl. She wears a hat. And you're like, it's pretty much it. Yeah. Is this Malibu fucking Stacy? Is this Malibu fucking Stacy? Yeah. Like it's, it was just like, yeah, she's got a, She's got a hat now. Like, She's got one of those fucking curved cowboy hats that some people wear. Anyway, yeah, but also... You, know, you want to just you know. jack off to this? Like, how much <laughs> of the Attitude Era is, will you guys jack off to this? We've said it before. We'll say it again. Uh, it's I because like porn wasn't readily test. available. And that was a lot of... And test. 
I enjoy watching and iPhones to be honest. Learn an art form. That's what makes me hard. <laughs> <laughs> but like iPhones, uh, iPhones. Sorry, smartphones have ruined this. Where it's like you can see basically any state of uh, what did you say? Like you want, you can see hot people super easy on phones. Here's the, here's what I think about. Whereas you just have to fucking we we had to wait for hot people. We had to sit through fucking Jerry Lawler's goddamn face to see a bit of Miss Kitty. That's right. Also, like, and feuds and weird bullshit. Like, if you think about the amount of, like, weird personal information I have about the show VIP. Oh, the show VIP. Valerie Irons Protecting Agency would never fly now. Because it'd just be like, I'll just look at... A Do you know what that show... The, the entire head. premise of that show, ladies and gentlemen, was Pamela Anderson may or may not get her hoo-hahs out. Would you like the, to watch this show? The entire premise was, she's gonna have to jog at some point. Yeah, at some point she's going to run from someone, and when that happens, we will film it, and you can watch it and masturbate your penis. <laughs> <laughs> there are like, there are like, I'm going to say it, guys and girls. Everyone here has jugs. Everyone yeah, yeah. here, hey. guys got big pecs, girls got big J's. So Do you understand? That's our if, fucking show. Imagine if they invented the, the internet without porn. How weird podcasts would be. Like podcasts would there would be. They had it. Whole... And it was just for white supremacists. <laughs> I listened to a whole thing on how, like, the early internet was like, ooh, look, we can use this to communicate. And then Nazis were like, yeah, we can't. <laughs> like, that was yeah, yeah. Much oh, it. yeah. Let's set it's, up a bunch of meetings in the woods. It's very funny. I, uh, I've i gotten really into listening to some uh, journalists cover the alt-right. And one of the funniest articles I've read is a bunch of people from the manosphere complaining about Nazis using their forums. And basically they're like, hey. This is a place where you call woman a slut. This is not a place where you're rude about <laughs> Jews. <laughs> Just I'm like, I love it that everyone has a standard. Hey, hey, but women are weak. Does, that, like, that's what the whole... To, but not Hispanic gonna, people. I'm going to say this and then we're going to go back to test. But that's like the whole Nazi thing is they go to places where things are weird and toxic and then they just try and make everyone a Nazi and that's how they that's how they've I completely agree with you and that's the whole exactly thing. that's how they've done the whole thing. I just enjoy when people who are also assholes complain about bigger assholes. It's my one of my favorite <laughs> things where it's just like it's like when how the mafia really complains about the Russian mob. They got no rules and it's just like neither did you. Like it's not like you guys had rules. You had pretend rules. So Test and Albert I feel like I don't know why. Like I feel like they could have also just been in that weird d- tag team division. This is why that like teams like Test and Albert also were why the tag team division was so strong at this point because these guys like just were there too, and they would fight the acolytes, but not in the top end of the tag team division. Like there was actually a tag team division, like whole stop um, in the Attitude Era, but. Of course, Test turns babyface, and then just basically he's fucking around with like the hardcore title and stuff. And this is when oh, it Chef's geez. Kiss gets good because Test is one of the guys who just inexplicably during the invasion is in WCW because uh, why not? Test is in WCW, and they also give him a bunch of tag runs. Him and Booker T get the tag titles, which is like, oh, WCW's got the tag title, so he's like one of the guys where it's like. We're gonna buoy WCW with Test, it's, and I and that is one of the subtle but major reasons why that angle didn't work. Number rule, like you know, reason number eight hundred and sixty-eight. You don't get like the guy from TNA to team with the WCW World Champion. 
you know <laughs> yeah, what I exactly. Mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, uh, how do I say this? Are you ready for? I want to say something. Are you ready for what I want to say? Mm-hmm. I think that Tests had a one-year deal, and then they signed a long-term, longer deal at the end of 1998, which is why they were like, "We got to do something with this fuck because he is still here, and we want him to leave." Dude, they but they push him like he wins the Intercontinental Title. Um, they give him. And this is again, I but understand. I want. I was watching wrestling in this time. They gave a lot of people the Intercontinental Title, and they gave a lot of people tag team runs. I guarantee Vince McMahon is completely and totally sure Rob Van Dam was not at WrestleMania 20, and he in- inexplicably was in that weird tag team with Kane. <laughs> but this is the thing: like, Test is fucking huge, man. I'm gonna look up his exact size. But like, in the is anyone else games, really excited for him to be six one two fifteen? I really hope he's just has a re- perspective wise. He has a great body, but as it turns out, not that great. He's seven feet tall. He's legitimately a seven foot tall man. Is he though? No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I love wrestling. Everybody sing it with me. I love, I love, I love wrestling. No one tells the truth. Especially about things that you don't need to lie about. Don't need to lie about it. No one knows height after six one, but we will inexplicably. He's six six and a half. He's five eleven. Shut up! All right, it's wrestling. <laughs> Not even close. He's six six exactly. But um, and in the video games, they made him seven feet. I don't know why. So because they wanted it, they wanted to use the end because it was THQ and they wanted to use the engine built for the Kevin Nash character is a hundred percent why. <laughs> oh yeah, probably. But um, test of course become is in the Un-Americans, which is Test Christian Lance Storm and uh, later on William Regal, and it was heard- basically just a way for them to um, uh, capitalize uh, on nine eleven without using anyone that was of color so that they could basically be like we can beat the shit out of these fucking i guys. didn't even fucking think of that and that's exactly what that's they why did. christian and them were on that's why they were uncomfortable with it and that bruce pritchard frames it as like oh they lived in the united they lived in the u.s so they didn't want the heat but it's like it's the year 2002 and you're doing an angle that's anti-america it's also like it's the way they did it it's it's not like they were like uh, we do the exact dates, but we do not like your aggressive stance towards independent countries within the Middle East. Who, although I understand that you guys feel Al Qaeda is a thing, historically speaking, looking back, Al Qaeda is just Osama bin Laden getting people to do stuff for money, and then they're like, mm, "What we got to do is kill a bunch of brown people." Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm going to look at the exact dates because uh, we got the research here, but I'm just going to confirm. Um, but this is what I'm saying. Like, they were going to, oh, yeah, they were going to burn. The they were going to burn an American flag, flag and, and Kane, Kane, Kane came out and attacked them. That's like the Un Americans. I truly believe they were like, we need a way for Kane to come back. Uh, can he just walk out and attack someone? We've done that before. All right. Yeah, the Un-Americans were 2002 and 2003, which is like you're on the steam of 9-11. 9/11. And also, and this is why anytime wrestling does some subtle bullshit, like they're not dumb. They didn't go the Un-Americans and just make it a bunch of people of color. They made it all white Canadian guys because Canada was not involved. No, in but, uh, but in 2002, 2003, the American government had put out that the 9-11 hangjackers had come from Canada. 
And we're also Canada was looked at as like being little bitches because we didn't go to the war in Iraq. Yeah. So the reason why my visa took so much longer, the reason why um, Canada no longer has the agreement it does with the U.S. where in terms of workers being able to just cross the border and Americans are easily able to work in Canada short term. That used to be a reciprocal agreement under the North American yeah, no, Free Trade Agreement. I remember agreement. when we started having passports. Yeah, that was all because we just didn't go to the war in Iraq. Didn't go to the war in Iraq. My grandfather, let me tell you why it was so good to be the generation. Like, he was that weird thing of, like, I don't think he was, like, quite old enough to go to World War II, but was very much a kid during World War II. So everyone assumed he was in World War II. Let me tell you what that guy did at the American border. We need to see your passport. Craig, I saw you at the rowing club on Tuesday. Let me go. Uh, Dick, No. I didn't bring my passport and I'm going to go have white fish with my grandson. Do you want to stop me from doing that? No, go ahead. Do you understand? Do you understand? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that man bullied a customs officer and they were just like, yeah, fuck it. What's the power of being just, of just be beautiful skin. That is the power of just being a man who at the time was in his seventies and did not respect the laws about where you smoked. <laughs> so Tess starts a team with Stacy Keebler um, he starts calling the fans what? testicles, and this is really yeah, the, <laughs> the testicles. This is the last time he kind of people are getting wise to the fact test is pretty good, but it's like kind of little too little, little too late. It's the problem that they have now, which is he's been test for so fucking long, no one gives a fucking shit. Like there's nothing you could do. He still got tests face. He doesn't have a name they didn't put face paint on him they're just like he's got tights on now like, yeah he's got short hair and tights like, it, bear in mind they off. they they called sean morley coach morley for a bit we still were all like yeah shut up Phil. yeah and test of course continues his run of getting a bunch of like weirdly like he's always put with like valets Oh, and he's the fucking feud. Um, he's the feud when they're basically like, we're gonna soft fire Scott Steiner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Scott Steiner was in the main event. Now he's in the semi main event. Now he's just talking to Test in the parking lot, and we've told him we filmed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Now, now we're just telling him. uh, We unplugged a microphone and told him it's a podcast. Anyway, he's on a he's on a plane. He genuinely believes it's a bus. Yeah, he thinks that plane is Madison Square Garden. He's never been there. Test, this is where it gets real fun. 2004, so keep this in mind. Test is 29 years old. He gets fired from WWE for the first time for substance abuse. Takes a year off, comes back. He's jacked and fucking swole as shit. And this is really where it gets weird. so swole. I forgot about that. He looks so fucking weathered at 30 years old. He looks so fucked. And he comes back. He's in ECW, so he does look more intimidating it's than so he ever great. has. Yeah, and this is this is short. This is the pink shorts test. Is that the correct test? Am I envisioning this one correctly? It's like black. No, he's black shorts. He's pretty much like a generic angry wrestler now. Yeah, he like, basically he looks like it's like is that March Indrek? Is that Sean O'Hare? No, it's Test. I thought it was Chuck Palumbo. Like he's very much another, one of those guys. Go ahead, Dylan. Yeah, sorry, but this is like another reason why we talked about the invasion angle, which had Test name all over it but like this is another reason why wwecw was such a failure is because if you had just done ecw properly for one year then you could bring in guys like test you could bring in guys like hardcore holly these guys maybe not you're 100 correct holy fucking shit are you right yeah you absolutely you totally get the audience to like them because 
these are the exactly the type of guys who would show up in ECW in the 90s and say, my name's not Leaf Cassidy, I'm Al fucking Snow. Ex- yeah, that's Remember exactly. how lame Leaf Cassidy was and how... Also yeah, lame Al Snow was, but Al Snow seems so much better. Yeah, he's a fucking schizophrenic guy who wants you to suck his dick. That's his new character. Yeah, exactly. He's got a head and he wants you to suck his dick. He hey, is a serial killer. I, ta- I think this is another person. Suck my fucking cock. hi hello mick it's me al here's the new gimmick i want someone to put their hot mouth on my hard hot penis i have also decapitated a woman and i want to sell those toys to kids how do you feel about it (laughs) i'm off my meds suck me off al snow (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) so no wonder tess couldn't compete with how good the quality of wrestler was (laughs) but like so this is totally something they could have done but of course they don't do that they fucking shit all over ECW and Test is brought in specifically basically to be built up and then jobbed to Bobby Lashley but they just kind of don't build him up they job him to Bobby Lashley he's out the door and then in basically example number 986 of how TNA is fucked and if you want to like actually watch people on death's door you can watch some TNA pay-per-views he's brought in um, oh, yeah, it's not, no, 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 yeah, he's brought in teams with AJ Styles against uh, Christian Stable. Sobriety. It's against sobriety, actually. They fight. <laughs> but he shows orderlies. up, he's so fucked. Oh, yeah, it's not good. It, it is It is one of the many times you're like, it's one of those things where you go, oh, the wellness policy did something. And you're like, well, why? And it's like, oh, before that, if a wrestler left the WWF, it was like they had a shadow on their face. Oh, yes, and sorry. And the first time he gets fired from WWE, um, he may have walked into wrestling with a painkiller addiction, but certainly it wrapped. He walked up out with it, one of the best. 2004, he breaks his neck and is fired by WWE while he's recovering. Obviously, recovers, looks great, and they, they hire him back. Yeah. But think about that. That's 98 to 2004. That's the meat of this guy's 20s. That's All in said? WWE. They chew him. And look how he looks. Look how Test looks when he debuts and how fucking fresh-faced he is. And then when he fucking exits the WWE, he looks like he fucking sells Pokemon cards at a goddamn flea market. Like, he's fucked. Yeah. He dated Stacey Keebler from 2001 to 2005 yeah. and, and Kelly Kelly from passing, 2007 fucking, to 2009. Yep. He was very close friends with, uh, with Kevin Nash. Uh, and he said in an That's interview, cool. and this fucking thing is so fucked. I just turned 32 years old and went to eight funerals. As bad as it may sound, it made me open my eyes and take my foot out of the grave. I don't want to join that club. Either you clean up, straighten up, or lay down beside them. He then died a year later. Good for two years later. God damn it. God, fuck you. 34 years old. By the oh time he was 34 years old, he had basically, in a very sad thing, basically, he was no longer wrestling and just essentially trying to heal himself and this is before wwe had started just sending anyone and everyone to um rehab because of guy because of guy make no mistake it's not because, because of, like, of him because yeah, of people like because him and of, how much because of how because, young he was like people were like fuck he was that old like that this was a real shock when this guy died because also you have to understand that people at this time wrestlers were dying a shitload this the the, the late 90s and early 2000s it, it was like a lot it was a lot. You, if you look at the numbers, you're like, my God, were eight members of the WWF rostered at 9-11? No, they were buying pills from a guy around the corner. Those pills were <laughs> laced and they all died. Like, it's yeah. so sad. Like, if anyone 
wants to say whatever you want about like and certainly we have about like wrestlers wrestlers aren't as jacked and swole as they used to be and that yeah, sucks. which is bad they are all alive which i i have to say i'm not i'm not comfortable with that and being they're a taking trade-off. fucking like I'd, i power could, bombs I, from the top rope onto the apron and still i could do like that. i can do that that's true i can do that and be fine Demolition Here the follow- done that. here's the following moves i can do all of them <laughs> it really was just vanity drugs that killed all these wrestlers, which sucks. John, what's the best thing about Test? What's the worst thing about Test? The love, him, the, the love him or leave him match, the fact that he died. He would be, any other era than the one he was in, he would have been huge. He would have given time to develop. Here's the saddest thing is Test would have been awesome in the super indie era because I guarantee he's from Canada. So the thing that all Canadians have is, I got to make some money, time to develop a sense of humor about myself. I do not have one. But I will pretend like I have one. <laughs> I will feign that I am a man. Um, like, let yeah, me say that. Like, I let don't me know. Say he this. would have been too old. No, I don't know if he would have. Because literally. If he was 34 in 2009. He'd be he's, 40, like, seven now. AJ, AJ Styles is 87 years old. <laughs> I think Tess would have had another run in him, I guess, if he would have, like, still been a Cleaned daddy, up. But... They could have brought him in. They, he would have had a run in Japan. He's big enough and exactly the kind of, like, he guy He totally could have like... had a second career in Japan. He would have had a second career. They would have brought him into TNA again. Like, it's one of those things where he would have just been around. He would have had a fun TNA run. He would have been in Aces and 8s. He would have been in Ace Dylan. He looks, like that. he looks like the hot guy in uh, Sons of Anarchy, kind of. He would have been brought, you know what he would have been brought? He would have come back to a Royal Rumble, and we would have all been like, oh, this would be fun. And then he wrestled four matches, and we're like, we're done. That's it. <laughs> I don't know if it's like, look at our surprises. It's fucking test. I don't know if that's going to play well. but No, but they could. if they brought back uh, TNA managed by Tris Stratus, I guarantee everyone would be like, she's wearing that hat. She might take it out. She <laughs> may take it out. Uh, so test, of course best thing about him is the big boot i'd say the worst thing about him is that he got the wwe death. yeah at fucking in 1998 i'm talking about his career is yeah getting signed oh, at 22 his- and then getting immediately put into the main event and like back and this is like also even if it would have even if he would have got signed at 25 it went 2001 and then they put him in developmental with those guys like he could have like this is the crazy thing about test it's totally feasible that he's in that developmental class with Cena, Orton, Batista and Lesnar i don't think of course that he would have done those amazing things but he would have just been like maybe i see exactly what there. you're saying and i do like it i want to say this right now even though the first 20 minutes of this show was us just talking shit i think we've done a good job surmising test We'll never know what his career could have been, but unfortunately, circumstances took a took this angel from our hearth a bit Whoa, too early. Classy, John. Thank you. Did you know you can get us on at Wrestler Review everywhere? What Patreon? Goodbye now. <laughs>